swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. Right then, folks, what's happening? Welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia Instant Post-Match Reaction Podcast. Not quite instant uh, today, as we're doing it 24 hours after the Papa John's Trophy final that we lost 1-0 to Sunderland down at Wembley. Uh, at This Is Tramia on Twitter. My name's Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Matt Hibbert 17 on Insta, joined by Mr. Paul Harper. Paul, um, big-time Harper, Paul Big Mouth Harper, Paul Lazy Horse Harper, and Paul Pissed Up Harper after yesterday. Went through a crate of San Miguel, I believe, Paul. I didn't get quite through the crate, but uh, yeah. As long as you were poor, pissed up, Harper, that's long. We should point out as well, we're recording this um, Monday afternoon, so Paul is in the car using a hands-free um, you know, device. So he is driving, hopefully safely, as safely as you can with the Bluetooth, so his connection might not be the best. So the audio quality might not be the best, but what we're making do with what we can, as we always do on this podcast. Um, first up, then, Paul, we should probably just talk about about the game yesterday. I'll give a brief little rundown of my thoughts. I, I've i said in, like, on Twitter last night, I think most fans, we, we can all agree that we lost. It is disappointing to lose, but we played really well. Like, really well. We played some great football. We looked like a really good football team. Um, which is always nice, isn't it? A lot of like neutrals you watched, and certainly a lot of Sunderland fans have all said that you know they were almost surprised. What the hell's going on, Paul? You're going through a wind tunnel. Um, said, oh, my car just accelerate. Jesus Christ! <laughs> all of a sudden, Paul Harper is now Paul Loudmouth Harper. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought we played some great football. I thought the one thing I think if James Vaughan's fit and plays, I think we win the game. I do. Lewis does what he can as a false nine, but you need that striker's instinct in the box, don't you? And I think, and the movement. And we yeah. had a couple of, we've we gotten some really good, certainly first off and second off as well, to be honest, when Corey came on. We've gotten some great wide positions, and you just miss that movement from Vaughan, you know, knowing where to go, getting that half a yard in front of his man. Um, but, you know, the one positive about Vaughan is obviously he was, he was on the footage scene walking, walking normally, no brace on, nothing on, just in his club tracksuit. So that looks hopeful. Yeah, you know, we had his operation last week. Could he be back sooner than we thought? You know, could he only be out for a couple of weeks? That would be a huge boost 
yeah, but I thought we played. I thought we played brilliantly, to be honest. Um, and that seems to be the main takeaway from most of the fans is that performance-wise, it was as good as we played all season. We just didn't get the goal. We didn't get the luck, the bounce of the ball, and the one moment that that you know won them the game was the player who's played 95 times for the Republic of Ireland has played 50 games in the Champions League for Spartak Moscow and Celtic you know has played his entire career at higher levels than this and um, it was that through ball for Aidan McGeady that won them the game yeah that and Callum McDonald getting in a bit of a pickle in the midfield and then, you know when he's gone up for uh, push forward gone, yeah he's gone to like overlap here with Morris hadn't he with yeah. that as well, I, I watched. I've watched the highlights back just like just before we did this, just to refresh my memory. Um, it looks like you can't. I'm, I don't want to blame Callum McDonald, and I don't want to blame Jay Spearing individually, but I think it was them too, and it was a miscommunication. It, it looks like when you watch it back on the replay, especially, you can see that Jay Spearing's dropped back into the left back position, and Callum McDonald's drifting back. But he hasn't quite got back into position yet. And you can see just before the pass is played, Jay Spearian almost is like going, Have you got him? It's a gooch. And obviously, Spearian thinks McDonald's slotting back in, he's got the man. And neither of them have actually got him. And it's one of them, if Spearian just drops back that extra five yards and goes, McDonald's not getting back in time, I need to sit in, then the ball doesn't get played. It was just one of them, you know, and it was the quality of McGeady to see that pass. And um, that's what cost us the game ultimately. And that. When you're playing against these teams, these teams from higher leagues with quality players, McGeady shouldn't be playing. I said this before, like, well, he shouldn't be playing in League One. He really shouldn't. He's Champions League in 95 caps for the Republic. And that was when the Republic would be de- a decent side. You know, he's played in um, Euro 2012, Euro 2016. Don't think he's played in the World Cup because they haven't qualified after for a World Cup since 2002. But, you know, he's played in major tournaments, 95 caps for your country and a decent country as well. So that's the quality. That's what it gets you. And you know, you'd argue that our quality is James Vaughan. You know, he's not. He's played England twenty ones, but not an international. But that's our equivalent level of quality. I thought Osis Calm straight back in after an injury, man of the match. I think he was voted, wasn't he? Um, by the fans, he's just been given on Twitter. There, he was outstanding. He has that probably our best chance when he cuts inside. After again, it was a great move. And Danny Lloyd on his right foot puts him a great ball in behind. He does the little tiny chop comes inside and it's a great save by the keeper some people have said he should have squared to Lewis and this is where when I was saying this is where James Vaughan is on the pitch it's different Lewis what he has to do in that situation he has to drop back to the penalty spot so that Khan can pull it back he's in an offside position and the way the defender is he can't square it to him James Vaughan the striking instinct would have been able to go where Khan is there don't go into the six-yard box take a step back so Khan can pull it back and it would have been an open goal to tap it in it's one of them things, isn't it? But the save is a great save, but the save, it could have dropped for Lewis, couldn't it? It could have dropped for, um, I think, Wallery was at the back post as well. But it just it just wasn't our day. We didn't get the bounce of the ball. They put a couple, it was a great block from their lad, wasn't it? Luke 09, I think, in the first half from Danny Lloyd. Yeah. After Liam Feeney, went on a great run. Liam Feeney was outstanding again. I thought we all were. I honestly thought, uh, to a man, even the subs, you know, I thought Nugent did really well. I thought Blackett Taylor, you know, he, the Sunderland fans are raving about Blackett Taylor. They're going, why was that guy on the bench? It's, it was, it showed promise, basically, didn't it? That, you know, Nugent looked, re- played some really clever passes when he came on. He got in behind a couple of times. Blackett Taylor, it was the old Blackett Taylor skinning their fullback. Max Power, basically dragging him to the ground in injury time. It was just, 
we had a couple of chances to whip balls in in the last couple of minutes, and the final ball was so poor, and it was so disappointing. Um, but we didn't embarrass ourselves. I thought we were the better side. I think with James Vaughan, I think we win the game. We certainly don't lose the game in 90 minutes. And um, nothing but po- the only negative is we lost the game and didn't win the cup. But as we all said, we didn't really care massively um, or positives. And we've just got to take that form, play like that. If we play like that in every game, last 13 league games that we've got, we'll get promoted. I have no doubt about it. And that is the benchmark. The benchmark this week we've put in that first half against Southend, one is the game. And 90 minutes like that against, you know, the teams we'll be coming up against, we'll win more games than we'll lose, guaranteed. And that's the benchmark, wasn't it, for the rest of the season, is that performance yesterday. Yeah, I think, uh, well, it's not much more to say, Matt, because you've, you've been talking quite a while, haven't you? Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> you in the car, the noise of the car, audio yeah. not the best, I was thinking. But I, um, I do the majority of the talking. I do like to talk, as you well know. Um, no, I've not got much more to add than that. Um, thought we played really well, as you said. It was just that cutting edge, that you know, those fine margins that win your games. And that, you know, we did create a couple of good chances, and then there was plenty of good opportunities to get into um, areas, in good areas. Um, and the, the final ball was lacking, or uh, you know, we didn't quite have. Uh, Finish to it, finish to the uh, to the end, the end product. Sorry, but um, yeah, I was pr- proud of the performance. Um, you know, Sunderland a good side, strong team, big club, obviously. Um, but I thought we we were better than them on the day. It's just uh, you know they put the ball on the back of the net, we didn't. And, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously, obviously the difference on the score sheet. But yeah, no, we've we've got to take this into into the league games now 13 league games 13 cup finals if you like um, let's get let's get it come on let's uh, let's end the season on a high and uh, get back where we belong speaking of promotion I, I do believe Mr Jake here has joined us so I believe he's been promoted in, have you, are you okay. now um, he's been promoted in his uh, in Tokyo in, in prison he's now working in the kitchen aren't you Jake I believe Aye, and there's great Wi-Fi in the kitchen, which is why I was able to join this call on my break. Fantastic. Uh, Welcome back to the pod, Jake. Um, what are your thoughts then on... Uh, we've just been going over, you know, general... On my thoughts on the performance yesterday. So what, what do you think? How did we play yesterday? General thoughts? Um, do you know what, Rice? I'll start by saying at the start of the game... Before the game, I can't, I'll be honest, I was quite worried. I know I said <coughs> it was a game I didn't really care about. But... Before the game, I still had like that same stress I had before the playoff games of, oh, we better, we better win this, we better win it. But then, but it weren't like a we better win this. I was more stressed thinking, come on, Trammy, don't embarrass yourselves here. Like, just give a good account of yourselves. I, I was worried, obviously, like we went to the stadium I like last year, didn't we, and got snotted 5-0. And I was thinking, like, that can't happen. Anything above that, like a respectable performance, like I'll take it the minute. Um, but I tell you what, a half time. Honestly, we went into half time, and I was thinking, like we we can go and win this. We can definitely, definitely go and win this. And I think if you break the game down, um, and talk about like the main chances, as much as we didn't really create huge chances, 
I don't think there was any huge chances in the game except the one they then went to score. So I think if you break it down into the half chances that we're about, I think we, we definitely topped them. And I think we, I, I genuinely, from an unbiased view, think, well, obviously I can't really be unbiased, but I think if anyone, um, what's the word? Anyone with no ties to either club is what I'm looking for, but I can't. Neutrals. Ah, there we are, Paul. Something. He's earned his paycheck there. <laughs> yeah, any neutrals? I don't know. I had a, a real brain for then. Yeah, any, <laughs> any neutrals? I think they probably agree that we definitely deserved something out of the 90 minutes, if not to actually go and win in the 90 minutes. Um, like, those, without really testing too much. There was a few scares on their keeper. There were some fantastic block shots from them. Um, the one Peter Clark nodded down, the first one that comes to mind, where George Ray ran onto it. And Luke O'Neill mm-hmm. managed to um, manage to block the shots. I think if he doesn't get in the way, that it flies in. Yeah, I thought the same. I forgot about that one, as you know. And it, all, it, all it come down to in the end was one player out of position and then a lack of... I, I don't, as I said on Twitter, I say I don't know if it was a lack of... Um, like communication, I don't know, because it looks like if you watch it back, Jay is pointing behind them. And Jay, I think, I think I've just made pointing, this point as well, yeah. To tell Callum McDonald, there's your man, I'm coming back into midfield. But it's just they've struck us at a horrible time. That it's, that split, mid- it's the split th- second between Jay Spear and isn't it going, you're back in, I'm going up. And Callum yeah. McDonald's just not quite back in space there. And it's, exactly. it's, that, it's that like you say, it's, takes two seconds. And yeah. he's got us in that two seconds of the and transition. It's Mc, and McGeady's seen that. And he's the only player on the pitch who would see that because he's Champions League. I said 95 caps for the Republic. He's got, he's played like over 60 games in the Champions League for Celtic and Spartak Moscow. That is the quality that was the difference. Do you wasn't want it? to be his agent or something? Well, yeah, if he wants. Paul, he's barely played all season. This is he's right. very, very good though. I'll, Paul I'll, Harper, Jake. He is good, yeah. Going through a crazy San yeah. Miguel. Well, yesterday, Paul <laughs> pissed up Harper, whose name is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, if anyone, if anyone's interested, Nate McGeady and listen to that. So that's. Um, that speech you've just given, sure they'll definitely be placing a bid. I might hit on Twitter if you want to get any contact with Aidan McGeady. Before the game, I was like, obviously, when the teams come out at two o'clock, um, I had a few friends here to watch it, all in my sport bubble, socially distance, of course, le- as legal as it can be. Um, and we were all saying, like, I didn't really recognise any of their bench, to be fair. But when the eleven come out, we were like, "Fucking hell, look at that team!" <laughs> like, look, look, obviously, Tramier have got a good team for our level, but that's an exceptional on paper, at least, as much as he may be underperforming. That is an exceptional team to play, even in League One, with with the names on that team sheet. I was just thinking, Jesus, Jesus Christ! That's why I say I went into the game thinking, just give a good account to yourselves here. Yeah. And we done more than that. We absolutely done more than that. I couldn't really tell you off the top of my head a Scott Davis save, which could only be a good thing of how we how we performed defensively. Yeah. Well that man of the match by Sky was Luco Nine, their centre off, and that tells you the story of the game really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think do you know what I, I would have I seen Otis Khan got man of the match yesterday and fantastic. He hadn't played in a few weeks. Absolutely brilliant game. 
I actually, before the mishap for the goal, which as I say, I don't really want to point fingers and say it's this person's fault or this person's fault, but at the end of the day, he was involved. Jay Speeding was fantastic yesterday as well, I thought. Um, oh, that, that tackle he put in? Not it just... Obviously, the tackle, you, you can find the Jay Speeding tackle in every game at the minute. It feels like he's just... It's it's like his little tradition now that someone at some point on the halfway line is getting smashed. Oh, um, I was talking about that one where you track back and put that tackle in, in like uh, in the our penalty box in the second half. Oh yeah, yeah, and I know. What you yeah, mean. But yeah, there was he definitely did smash someone. Well, three of their players in like, the first twenty minutes, three of their players had bloody head injuries, didn't he? Like bleeding, it was bizarre. Yeah, it reminded me of our um, our Boreham Wood Wembley. Do you know where like? For the first half of them, every everyone who could get injured did get injured. Yeah. But then I was I was trying not to think about that because I was thinking, well, hang on, we went on to win that game. So <laughs> so let's um, let's wipe that from the memory for a little bit. But I, I noticed that myself that they had they had them two with the head injuries, didn't they? And then it didn't some did someone come off just before half time or go down holding his leg? Yeah, someone went off. Um... Flanagan went off and Conor McLaughlin yeah, yeah. came on. And they, but like I said this when it happened. That Conor McLaughlin, he's a North, Northern Ireland national. He's been to the Euros again. So, again, if anyone wants any teams out there need some Irish internationals, <laughs> get on me. Yeah, excellent. But, yeah, all in all, anyway, proud of the boys. Uh, I think, and I, again, I tweeted it yesterday against the team of that calibre. If you take James, take your top scorer out, especially a top scorer like James Warren, who's probably scored forty percent of our goals this season, then teams are going to struggle to score, and that just seems to be the case for us yesterday. I think a lot of the balls we got into the box with no one being on the end of, I think Warney would have gone on the end of one of them eventually, um, or, or if not a couple of them, to be honest. Well, I said. The form he's been in, but it's one of them. You can't, you can't cry over spilled milk now. It's, it's happened. It's gone. It was good experience for the boys, and as I say, they made a good, they all made a good count of themselves. So you can come away from the, that cup run with the head held high, few quid in your pocket, and now go and go and take that hunger into the league. Paul, I mean, I know that you're in your car, but like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> I'm just driving down the A57. Have you got your windows down? <laughs> no. <laughs> the splatter uh, rangey making I, all that noise. I was going to say, have you got you got um like a giant. You got a convertible. You got the world's <laughs> only convertible rangey, top down. Yeah, I wish I had. I yeah. Wish I had. Claps out bloody Citroen C1. I'm afraid. But uh, yeah, no. The lads did themselves proud yesterday, so. You know, all we've got to do is make sure we take that kind of performance into the rest of the, the, the season, get ourselves promoted, maybe even, you know, win the league. You know, not a million miles off the top spot still, only, what, five points, game in hand, or game or two games in hand on some teams. So, you know, the the, the big question is, can we, <laughs> can we, can we do a Grimsby on Wednesday? So you we've know got what, to take that's... that, that kind of performance... Uh, Grimsby on Wednesday, and we'll be uh, we'll be just right. I was um, I was looking at someone tweeted our next five games, and it's a good it it's a well I say good it's a huge huge five games. Um, I know we played Cheltenham and Cambridge in, in the next five, 
And I honestly looked at that next five, and I know everyone hates talking about you know that that dreaded way win the league. But I tell you what, if if we perform the way we did yesterday in the next five games, you if you perform like that against any league two side the way we did yesterday, I think you win. And if you can take that performance into the next five games, and let's say you pick up thirteen points, fifteen points in the next five games, that you'll be top of the league. I'm convinced of that. Because teams around, we've seen in this league, Matt, Matt spoke about it the other day, everyone's dropping points. The top of the league is a really low point, Sally, for us at the minute. Everyone is dropping points. So if we get 13 to 15 points in the next five games, we will be top going into what? The last five league games, is it? Last seven league games. Mm. Um, and, then, and then it's all to play for. And I don't want to get carried away and say win the league. But you know what? Why not? Why not go for it? We're good enough. We're good enough, so let's. I, I've got that expectation because I believe we're good enough, and I think again, even in a loss yesterday, we've proved that we're good enough to be playing in League One. And if you play like, as I say, if you play like that, you beat every team in League Two for me. Looking at our, 84, our next 84 oh, years since we won a league title, you know, yeah, so we're long overdue. 84 years, <laughs> yeah, so you know, Paul, uh, this, is a, this is as good a chance as any. A wise man once told me even a blind squirrel finds a nut eventually. Hey, and that's Jake <laughs> Keogh saying it. Hey. Our next, um, go through our, our next, uh, well, I'll do our next four games. This is the four games, we've got four games left in March again. It's, you know, midweek Saturday, midweek Saturday, every week. We go to Grimsby on Wednesday. Then we've got Exeter at home on Saturday. Oh. And they're, you know, pushing for the playoffs, aren't they? And we owe them one. They thumped us 5 0 oh. back in December. Then on Tuesday, after that, we go to Colchester, and they're on a right bad run of form. Like, they're having a shocking time at the minute, Colchester. Um, they're getting dragged into the relegation battle. I only know that because the South End commentators were telling me about their form the other day. And then we host Mansfield on Saturday the 27th of March. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that. All our fixes left, to be honest. Then we go to Cheltenham, which is now live on Sky, isn't it, on uh, Good Friday. Yeah. Then on Easter Monday... We play Cambridge. That that would have been if the fans were there. They'd have been two. There'll still be two big games. You know I mean, but can you imagine them like top of the table clashes? And we go to Scunthorpe, Walsall. We got Salford at home. We go to Bradford. Then we go to Barrow. Then we go to Forest Green. Then Colchester. Like we've got to play quite a few of the top sides there, but none of them games scare me. Do you know what I mean? Am I, is, am I wrong to think that? Excuse me. Am I wrong to think that you know? We should be looking to win every single game. I know we're not going to. It doesn't work like that. But none of those games scare me. But seeing how we played like yesterday, see how we played at South End. You know, you know, James Vaughan. Who knows? He may come back into the. He may be fit in a couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. But you know, play like like you said, Jay. We've both said we play like that. But that's the thing, isn't it? We've got to play. Jesus Christ, Paul. Pardon you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a simple case isn't it of turn up and perform like we know they can perform and we can get automatic promotion 100% no, the, the, the main worry is is what we lacked yesterday which is that James Vaughan and you mentioned before Matt that Dave Nugent came on he did alright he's still a million miles off being match fit. And in terms of getting the goals and, you know, that regular goal scorer again, 
you know, we're still lacking that. Obviously, Paul Lewis did okay at um, Southend the other the other day, but he did look like a fish out of water yesterday. To be to be brutally honest, and that's yeah. not any criticism of him. He's obviously he's played most of his career in midfield, but he didn't look like that natural. I know it's a false nine, but you know he did did didn't really look like you know a centre forward, and that's that's what we're gonna we're, we're gonna need goals from somewhere and. Obviously, people have got to step up midfield. They've got to chip in. Obviously, there's the centre halves. You know, George Ray chips in with a goal, didn't he, on uh, last week? Yeah. So we've got we've got to get goals from all round. That's that's going to be key now until we can get Vaughan fit. Hopefully, in the next sort of three or four weeks. Yeah, and the one thing I will say, I, I completely agree with both your points there uh, about everyone chipping in and about Paul Lewis not looking the best yesterday, but. Uh, the one defence I'll give him where, as you said, he looked he looked better at self-end. I don't think we'll come up against the back four as strong as that Sunderland back four we played yesterday from now to the end of the season. Oh, of course and not, though. They are, they are a, a very good unit. And I say we still we were still good in possession. We were still creating the half chances. Whereas in the League 2 90-minute games, other, them defenders are going to make more mistakes in 90 minutes than Sunderland's back line did. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what? I think um, against Southend, he was more. I mean, you seen with his with his goal against against Southend, where he's coming onto the ball, he was playing that little bit deeper. Yeah, he did seem yesterday to be pushed. You know, whether that was an instruction, you know, to press the the two centre halves as you know as soon as they got the ball, but maybe just dropping that bit deeper would have given him a bit more sort of license to. Be a bit more threatening, drag defenders out of where they where their comfort zone is. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, he was he was he was he was literally wasn't the false nine. He was pushed right up there, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think I, I haven't even mentioned like the subs. I think I, I knew it was going to happen with Corey coming on yesterday because I spoke to as I, I was sat with a few friends. And I said, as soon as he come on, I said, you know what? He's always looked disinterested when he come off the bench. People say he's hit and miss. 99% of his missed performances are when he's come off the bench and he's been disinterested. And I knew yesterday was going to be that 1% because it's at Wembley and it's on the telly. So you pull your finger out your ass, And it's going to need players like him, where you're saying, also oh, everyone chipping in. That includes the lads outside, the 11, um, yeah. wanting to pull the finger out the ass to come and try and make a statement now in these last 12 games and if I don't know whether yesterday being a cup final was enough to motivate him being at Wembley was enough to motivate him or whether knowing that it's a cup final and it's at Wembley and it's on Sky maybe he taught those eyes on him um, to come on and do well and maybe that motivates him I don't know but hopefully he can find that same drive and motivation between now and the rest of the season because he, he's shown yesterday like the side of his game that I've always openly raved off on here yeah. where he just wants to get his head down and be man like does that max power oh, max power that max power tackle in the 90th minute and you know if it's that tackle if it's on your team you're absolutely you're doing cartwheels around the front room but when it's a get oh, I could have strangled him for that in the 90th minute but what a, what a fucking foul that was um, <laughs> but if if he doesn't bring him down there, Corey's off, and who knows? But 
when he takes off the way he was yesterday, where he just wants to get on the ball, he looks confident and he's going to beat a man, he can contribute. It's as it's just whether what Corey is going to show up for the last 12, 13 games and hopefully it's it's the Corey that can take us over the line. Yeah. It's we spoke about it, we touched on it, didn't we, Paul, just before Jay came on about Corey being a bit of a wild card maybe for the last thirteen games and the hope that, you know a fit back of Taylor plays as well as as we know he can. It can be a match winner and he was a match winner for us several times earlier in the season. And it's nice that he's now, you know, back in the fold at least. You know, he's not completely frozen out and not doing anything, but we need everyone pulling in the same direction, don't we, if we want to get out of this division. And the fact that he's back in the fold, hopefully that means any problems that you know, have been and gone that water under the bridge. Let's look, you know, especially now again, we keep going back to Vaughan being out. It's going to change how we play. We haven't got a, a replacement for Vaughan, really, have we? Woolery can play up there. Lewis is a false nine or Nugent, who's not match fit. and None of them are the same type of player as Vaughan. So, you know, Blacker Taylor, if, do you know what? He could start on Wednesday, couldn't he, really? A game against... They are... Grimsby are rock bottom, like, in atrocious form uh, without a win in five. They have drawn the last two games, but, you know, they're... They are currently six points adrift at the bottom of the league. It's not looking good for them. Um, so, what do you? What do you? Would would you team wise? Would you think about Blacker Taylor starting on Wednesday? Uh, it's tough because when obviously he comes on yesterday and plays fantastic, but I think first sixty minutes before he comes on, we were still fantastic. So, it's not a case of. Do I think he he can start? It's who do you take out? You, you know, to have him there. You you could potentially argue maybe to try and take Woolery out. Um, no, not Woolery. Take Lewis out and maybe move Woolery into that central position and try and go that way. But then I, I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to sit down. I think you, if if you're gonna um, start taking anyone else, I think you've got to look at like four or five different options because I don't think anyone really. You can really warrant anyone coming out at the minute. Only Paul Lewis, and I say that's purely because he's not really playing in his preferred position. But then I say we haven't really got a other than Dave Nugent, we haven't got a out and out number nine to put in there now. So someone would have to make doing in an unpreferred position anyway. Yeah, well, I think well. Blackett Taylor has been. He came it came into the side obviously, but following his injury just after Jacko got fired and was sensational and he showed that what a good player he can be. But for t- too often he's been he's been poor. He's been, you know, uninterested. He comes on with his gloves on and his thermals. And he's he just looks half arsed. Yeah. I love he just he just looks half arsed. Paul and always he, and he's to them gloves. And I like that. <laughs> I'm not a man who I don't agree with gloves myself. But no matter what, before he mentions anything about Corey's performance, <laughs> the first thing it is starts with he comes on with gloves on. <laughs> no, but it, 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 automatically for me, it gives that impression that you know oh, it's, it's a bit cold. It's, it's, no, it's, I've always said it's not. He's hard said on me before. I don't let beach players wear gloves. Yeah, I don't agree with it. But, You're right there, Paul. Yeah, but like, and his performance after that, 
as as too too often in the last sort of three or four months has been a little bit or it's come across as a bit half arsed, not really interested. And yesterday just proved what a good player and what a good outlet he can be. Attacking his fullback, getting at him time after time after time. And you know, you beating him you beat your fullback once. Your fullback in the back of his head is like, Well, don't want him running at me. Don't want him running at me again. And he did that. Max Power was shitting himself. Yeah. Because he... uh, every time Blackie Taylor got the ball, he knew Corby was going to fly past him. And that that's what he needs to do more often. Too many times he's sort of cutting back and, you know, going inside. Take your man on, get to that byline, pull the ball into the box um, or little cutbacks or whatever. Um, so that's one I want to see more of. If he, if he can show that, on a more consistent basis, then yeah, throw him into the team all well and good. But at the minute, you know, the lads who were, who were starting, he might be better coming on for for half an hour, 35 minutes at the, at the end of games, tired legs and just running at people. Um, but yeah, I don't think he warrants a start just because of the, the lacklustre performances he's put in in recent weeks. But, it, you know, that those things can change on the, on the turn of a hat. He needs to put in the performances that show, yeah, I'm a good player. I can do it for for ninety minutes here and um, and warrant his place in the team. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I say I am. I'm no. Um, I'm not shy on talking about how much I, I admire him, but I agree with you, Paul. There, and it shows uh, how much I admire the qualities he brings. I couldn't really justify. Dropping anyone else for him then, which shows. Yeah, that's a good point. The, perform- the performances haven't been consistent enough. Where I'd say I've mentioned a few reasons before, which I think may have motivated him for yesterday. Yeah. And I just he needs to take that now and take that into the to the next few games. Because as as you said, Paul, where, where, when he wants to come on, he's in that mood to beat a man. Yeah, we've all seen it. There's nothing worse. Like I played right back for a part of the time I played and there's absolutely nothing worse than pace when someone's quick and knows how to use it it is the worst thing you can play against because you you can't physically match that if someone's quick and knows how to use the pace and he looks like when he's on his game he does that he done it yesterday he done it a few times where he just gets the ball and he just takes off down the line and he knows when I take off here, you're not catching me. Yeah, and add to that that he's got every trick under the book in his repertoire, pace and trickery, and suddenly, it's an, like you say, Jake, it's a nightmare for the defender, isn't it? Straight away, you just go and do not... I, the last thing you want as a defender is someone like that running at you with spacing behind. Yeah, exactly. Because every, t- every time you get it, and where you said, where Paul said before, you beat your fullback once and then they're thinking about it, Every time he gets it, and you know he's got that pace when he's already done it once. Every time he gets it, you think, uh, you always don't turn, don't turn, don't turn. He turns, and uh, right, here we go again. Fucking get your pedalers on because we're going down the line. It's a, tri- it's a, it's a tricky one, though, because Lloyd and Wallaby have been doing really well. When, when they've been playing, you know, they... Consistently, you know what you're going to get from those two. And uh, albeit Wallaby has, Wallaby has been a little bit quieter of late, but 
you know, he went on that really good goal scoring sort of little run. Yeah. And he does sort of flick in and out of games a little bit, but those two have more than warranted the place above Corey Blackett Taylor, in my opinion, for the for their performances over the last, you know, two, three months. Yeah, that I mean that's the thing, Paul, I suppose you go, who do you drop for Blackett Taylor and it's a fair point. And obviously, Feeney, offer, Wallery, yeah. Lloyd. obviously he, he offers something completely different. Yeah. Um, albeit he's a bit similar to, to Wallery in fact that he's got that burning pace. But if you're going to take out Danny Lloyd, you know, Lloyd's more of a clever sort of wide player uh, getting the balls in and he's just out and out pace. But uh, it's good to have the options, isn't it? It's good to have it the is. options. And if he, if, he, if he wants to be at Tramier and he wants to play, in these last 13 games, he's a, he's a brilliant option to have off the bench. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know if we should quickly go over the, the results, the rest of the league. On Saturday, they didn't really go away. Did they? they probably couldn't have gone any worse, quite frankly. You had Carlisle, Cheltenham, Forest Green, Newport, uh, Cambridge, Bolton, all winning. Um, the only good one was Morecambe didn't win, but it was Newport that beat them. So... Pretty much every single team around us, other than Morecambe, in the top seven, won. So, yeah, couldn't have gone any worse, but it doesn't matter, does it? We, we've just got to win our games. Yeah, that's it. It couldn't have gone any worse, but you look at that table, and I still feel comfortable looking at it, which is can only be a good thing. That, As you say, with the way you were saying before, Matt, you, you're, back, you're not scared of playing any teams. Yeah. I was looking at that table, think. We win our game, and Anders Apple is what two game two points behind was it off the top of my head? Um, yeah, might, might have been more than two points. Can't remember now. But I've seen if we that. win our game in hand, right? We Jake. beat them. We beat them. We can beat them. We've still like normally you look at it, you look at big games and go, oh, but we've still got to play these, and we've still got to play these, and we've still got to play these, and you look at them like so we we could drop points there and we could drop points there. Whereas now, the team have sort of instilled that confidence into well myself certainly, that I now look at these big games and think, well, we, we'll take points off them and we'll take points off them there and we'll take points off them there. So you, you then go into that thinking, right, OK, well, it, when we take the three points off Cheltenham and when we take them three points off Cambridge, how's the league going to look then? And I, as I say, I'm confident. And sometimes confidence sets up fucking disappointments, but I'm confident. Like you, Paul. Yeah, no. Uh, I think <laughs> if you if you if you get, if you get if you're going to get promoted, you've got to you know you've got to win your games, and we can't just be relying on other teams. You know, dropping points here, there, and everywhere. I think we've got to have the belief, like Jake has, <laughs> that we're going to win every game. And uh, as we've said, you know, on here numerous times, there's nothing really to fear. And if we can keep that consistency of what we were talking about the other day, you know, 10 games, seven or eight wins in in that spell of games, if we can win 10, 10 games between now and the end of the season, we're going up. So we just got to keep, keep the level of performance, keep those results ticking over. And uh, yeah, I'm confident we can, we can do it as well. That'd be 87 points that give us. Yeah, Which well, you think would be in a normal season would would get you up, I would say most yeah, times. You think but, so? yeah. I, I, yeah, win ten games, I think we go up. 
that's what we've got. That's, that's what we've got to be aiming today. No, no pissing about with the playoffs. Been to Wembley already this year. Obviously, nobody there. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do it properly this time. And uh, you know, eighty-four years—that's <laughs> a bloody long time. Is someone hammering a nail into some wood. Sorry, no, I was putting away Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> but, sorry, I didn't realise you'd be able to see that. Yes. I was putting the lids back on. <laughs> I suppose it's quite your job, isn't it? In the words of all, yes, for working in the kitchen and the prison, it all, it all goes hand in hand, really, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, in the words of our great, our, our friend, the great philosopher, Idrisu Ismail, yep. as he ends every video, <laughs> Where there is faith, there is light and strength. And I, Matt, am full of faith. Thanks to Adrisu and thanks I'm to straight. Keith Hill. <sighs> what do you think, Paul? Confident? Yeah, no, very confident, very confident. And um, yeah, just got to just got to keep doing what we've been doing last, obviously since Keith Hill, uh, or you know, since Dawes Parky, Keith Hill been in charge. If we keep up the consistency of the results and the performances, we'll we'll be fine. I think that just about wraps this show up, doesn't it, folks? Yeah, I mean we'll be back on Wednesday, so just not, yeah. the, the games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, Jake, are you going to be available after the Grimsby game Wednesday night? Um, I am working in Stevenage, so I'm I may know be able to, I may be able to get it. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm being transferred to HMP uh, Stevenage. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah, I will let you know on Wednesday day because we're doing double shifts because we're only in three days this week. So okay. I may or may not be able to get the game on iFollow. If I can get home in time to get the game on iFollow, then I'll be involved. If not, I'll keep you updated on Wednesday. Perfect. Always a better show, I think, with Jake on, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, I mean, he's as as the West Yorkshire SWA informers on a regular basis. He's the only one that talks fan. any sense. Yeah, so massive, you know. massive fan of the West Yorkshire SWA. In case I haven't yeah. already said that, let's, is by far my favourite exile group. All right, come on, let's, let's wrap this up. Come on, let's let's stop. You know, <laughs> let's not get into who's who's favourite. You know, if I, I could go into the people about Paul Harper, ooh, <laughs> we could show everyone hates Paul Harper. Yeah. There's, we'll do a separate show, me and you, Jake, one day, and we'll just get everyone who has messaged their utter dis- dis- disgust at Paul Harper over the last few years. We'll get in touch with E4 for a sequel of every, Everyone Loves Raymond. Everyone. Everyone Hates Paul. Yeah, wasn't it? It was Everyone Hates Chris. That was like Chris Rock's childhood. It was a show called Everyone Hates Chris. Everyone Hates Paul Harper. Paul, Paul Pissed Up Harper is his new name, right. isn't it? Before we before we finish this recording, yeah, um, we we do have to mention something that uh, that went on at the weekend, don't we? Oh, Just the small the small matter of that song. Well, you know. oh, you nearly got off with that one. Well done, Paul. <laughs> you nearly yeah. got off with that one, Matt. Can you sing it now? Can we I end the podcast make... with you singing it? Can't, it? can't do it live. Can't do it live. Voice has gone from yesterday. Hasn't it? Uh, hear that? Voice has gone. <laughs> Oh, Somebody what a tune. gone 20 years ago. What yeah. a tune. Yeah, you know, um, it, there was... What, what, what there a was, reaction to it? Yeah, well, that's what... There was a reaction to it. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> um, you know, it was, I, I, I wish I'd never said it. It got to Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning. I was like, fucking Christ. 
Okay, I've got to do it. So just did it in one take. Me, I sang it like I, I had I had help of Nick Roberts and Barry Graham with with the lyrics and um like I quickly like readjusted them. Got them. I was like, it's as good as it's gonna get. I sang it in one go. I, I put the first one out, didn't I? With quite a lot of effects on it and like pitched my voice up so it was in key. And I was like, oh, what's the point of this? So like very quickly. After about two hours, I just changed it to the original. It's just me. I think there's a tiny bit of reverb on it, and that's it. And um, it sounds much worse. It's you know not the first one sounding any good, but you know people seem to like the lyrics. Certainly the, the book, Rick Parry and PPG. Yeah, and I quite like the. Um, I had was it Lloyd Lloyd Vaughan and Woolery. I had that Lloyd stuck in my head for a Lloyd while. And Woolery. That bit. Yeah. All you, Jake, all you need is a hook, that's it, in this business. Get a catch little vocal hook, and that's all you need. People have messaged me going, they can't stop singing Vaughan, Lloyd and Woolery, and the kids, kids can't stop singing it, so, you know, guilty. When's the Brit Awards? Radio 1, here we come. When the Brit Awards announced? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath, Matt. Well, no. worst people have won, let's say that. <laughs> you know what that is actually made for? That song, the Eurovision. Yeah, super, some is people it, have said that. Is it that. too late for you to get on the Eurovision with that? United Kingdom, nil point. <laughs> United Kingdom, no points. <laughs> oh. just, just, just for the usual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Can we? Fair, you know, fair play, fair play to you for um, obviously you said you were going to do it. My man, I'm aware of. You're nothing if not a man of your word, so <laughs> yeah. credit to you for putting yourself out there. And uh, thank God we did have me on it. Well, your washing machine done the backing vocals, and if people know that. <laughs> yeah. Any time. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, we should so, probably yeah. shout our, our sponsors out, shouldn't we? Yeah, uh, Tramit Rovers official sports club, thank you to them. Obviously, covering our running costs this season, doing lots of great work for the club. Um, obviously been uh, very supportive in the uh, for, in the Wembley stuff as well, getting involved and uh, setting up all the, the, the videos and stuff that you will have seen on Twitter. So, yeah, shout out to them. Thank you for their support of the pod. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's, sure, uh, also, I'll give a shout out to um, a guy who doesn't get enough credit, Rob McNee, the media guy at Tram, yeah. Um, took over your role, Paul, in 2018. Yeah, he worked so hard putting that uh, pre-Wembley video package together on Friday with Ray Storbs. You know, the interviews with Mickey Mellon, um, Connor, Maka. There was so many, wasn't there? Like Mike Dean. You know, there's a lot of other people involved. But you know, he 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 put the whole project together, and it, you know, it, it's just great. The, the effort that goes into these things is huge. Um, and yeah, just you know, he works so hard. Paul, you know what that role's like, don't you? You did it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. putting a putting a one hour <laughs> preview show together is no small feat. And it obviously, take an hour, they've, done, they've done probably a dozen interviews, and they cropped, you know, cropped it all out and made it fit into an hour. That's a lot of hard work, and uh, yeah, I know Rob loves 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 Shamia first of all. Um, he loves what he's doing, and he's good at what he's doing. So, yeah, shout out to him. I know he'll be listening. So, yeah, keep up the good way, mate. 
Right then, we shall uh, reconvene on Wednesday night, hopefully, after um, a good performance and hopefully three more points don't away. Don't care about the performance. Don't care about <laughs> the performance. Three, three points is all I want. Performance, but the scrappy 1-0 win will do, won't it? That'll be off someone's arse. Yeah. Off someone's arse. That's off fine. Off your arse, Paul, will do, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of. Right. right, folks, we will be back Wednesday night after the Grimsby game. Enjoy the rest of your week. Up the fucking Samia. Yeah.